Oh my gosh. Is this a Yule miracle? <laughs> it is. It's a Yule miracle because we are going to have a Yule episode today. I know I'm supposed to be on a break. I know I'm supposed to be taking some time off to breathe and relax and work on my new job and everything, but I just cannot quit the baddies and I could not let Yule winter solstice pass. And also this like converging, merging, symbiotic, is that the right word? I don't know. Symbiotic, <laughs> I'll just use it again just in case, um, relationship that Jupiter and Saturn have and how they're going to come as close together as they have in 800 years and look like one planet or one star. Whatever that's about, I'm into it. I'm digging it very much. I uh, hope that it takes us all to a new dimension or landscape or reality where we escape this hellhole of a year. Uh, but yeah, I just couldn't let this pass without talking to all of you because I miss you and you're my baby. So I had to come and do a Yule episode. I hope that you're going to enjoy it. So basically, we're just going to do a Yule reading because I feel like we can all use it. And uh, even though it's not our new year, we've already like closed out the witchy year and new year. It's our calendar, you know, ends of the year. So it's always good to end with an idea of what's coming next. Hopefully. <laughs> I haven't read a little bit. I'm a little rusty. I haven't recorded in a bit. I'm a little rusty. Um, but just see what the new cycle is going to hold for us. If you did watch my uh, Oracle card video on YouTube about the election, I know we talked about this, but I did tell everyone to expect a miracle. So the cards are never wrong. <laughs> so we're going to see what it has to say about our new year. Not just entering like Capricorn season, not just entering, uh, you know, January, but literally entering 2021, which will hopefully save all of us from uh, whatever this is, purgatory, <laughs> limbo, hell itself, I don't know, the ninth circle, the 11th circle, I don't know how many circles there are, but we're in one of them. But I will say, I do think, <laughs> I know I always say this. But I do think there's some good coming. And you're like, Mickey, boo. <laughs> How can we even have that perspective after everything we've been through? But I think it's because of everything that we've been through that we get to have that perspective. Like, how much more can it be? My goodness. And now we have this vaccine that's here. And it's going to, like, the most the most needed people first, except for people in the White House who have led us into this hell. But, you know, it's whatever. Um, but, you know, it's looking good. And by March, it should be, like, generally going to everyone. And by June, everyone should be vaccinated. Please get vaccinated. Listen, I know, I know, but like herd immunity, you know what I mean? But anyway, so like that's happening and we're just, we're starting fresh and with starting fresh, there always is an opportunity. You know, like we look at our, our, our wheel of the year and we have these stops along and it's constantly reminding us that we're in a cycle, right? And cycles always restart. That's a beautiful thing about a cycle. So that's a beautiful thing about a year. We get to start fresh on the first and see what happens. <laughs> So we're going to do a reading for sure. We're going to talk about how to celebrate Yule and then you're going to go forth and be merry because that is what Yule is all about. And I am in a really good mood about it. Uh, I haven't been in a good mood since I took my little breaky. I mean, I was in a good mood after the election because, whew. Um, and then I had a little depression, a little, little spats of depression here and there. But I, I've circled back because, again, that's what cycles are about. So we'll do a reading, talk about Yule. How many times can I say that? Let's do it one more time. We're going to do a reading and talk about Yule. Uh, just a personal update for me if you aren't in the Facebook group. My visa got denied. My visa was to Portugal. I don't know if I, I don't think I said that to anyone really except for like my close, close friends, but, uh, Portugal, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever like tried to immigrate anywhere, but there's a ton of bureaucracy and like red tape and paperwork you have to deal with. It, they could not make it harder for something that 
is very arbitrary. Like borders are arbitrary, but whatever. Um, they added a stipulation on November 4th and I submitted my application on like November 7th, I think. And then it went forward to the embassy on the 13th about having to open a bank account with X amount of money in it. And since I didn't have proof of that, which wasn't on the checklist provided to me, nor the service that I used told me about, they declined my visa and said that I have 10 days to appeal. Now, if you want to open a bank account, um, I'm going to make a whole YouTube video about this. So I'll probably save the bulk of this information for that. But basically, it's there's a lot of steps and processes you have to go to, especially do it in a foreign country. And you probably can't do it within 10 days when it's the week of Christmas in a very Catholic country. <laughs> so I'm kind of in a place of, I, I do have a plan. Yeah, mom always has a plan. But I do have a plan about um, something that... So truth be told, I was kind of getting cold feet about the Portugal thing because like with the election and with the vaccine, I was like, huh, this is kind of going to let me return to my normal life anyway. But I found out about another visa that's literally opening on January 1st and I'm so interested in it. And it's the first one in this country. And I'm like, oh. and I feel like it's kind of a spiritual return for me if I get this one and go there. So I'm kind of putting my eggs in that basket for now. But yes, my visa was declined. <laughs> Which, though I'm not upset about it. Like when I got them, I knew the day it was coming because I joined a group and a bunch of people were getting their decision that day. Also, just get past this if you don't care about me as a person and like my <laughs> my personal life outside of this podcast. Um, but I, I knew it was coming and I got it and it's unfavorable. And I was like, oh, well, that sucks because like I paid X amount of money and I put this took a lot of work. Like, you know, I was talking about this every week, like how much stuff I had to do to get this all together. Um, and then I was annoyed because it was something I was rejected on the basis of something that I wasn't aware of. No one made mention of and all the time that, you know, this month that they've been looking at my visa requirements to see if I, everything checks out. But I will say this, I had flight, I had, um, scheduling issues with the flight that I had booked to Portugal to move over there. And I ended up having to talk to Delta and being like, Hey, uh, I have all these other flights I have to catch. And like, you're really messing me up. And Delta airlines for the first time and me ever dealing with this. And I know this has to do with COVID was just like, Oh, we'll just refund you. And I was like, huh? <laughs> Literally Delta has kept my luggage for like three solid days and brought and sent it to me sopping wet when I finally arrived at my house or at my hotel where I was in Lisbon. Huh? And, uh, they gave me like $200 of credit. So when they were just like, Oh, we'll just refund it. It's fine. I was like, so I kind of took that as a sign too, that maybe even though I love Portugal so much, I've spent so much time there. Maybe it's just not the place I'm supposed to be. And so, and that was my big, biggest like expense in all of this is that I had to pay for that plane ticket. As we know, traveling is very expensive. And so, yeah, I took that as a sign. And also I was kind of thinking back about those candles that I lit in my candle video and I talked about on the podcast. And one of them was obstacle remover. And I'm wondering if, <laughs> because we know how candle magic works and all magic, that it set a course for like what the path I'm actually supposed to be on and like what is actually supposed to be happening as opposed to what my desire is necessarily. And so that optical remover candle moved Portugal out of the way at like $500 expense to me, but it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. So yeah, I feel like maybe things are working out the way they're supposed to. And so I've decided that I'm pretty certain I've been thinking about it all weekend, but I'm pretty certain I'm not going to appeal um that decision because I would have to put in a lot of money into a Portuguese bank in a time period that isn't realistic and there's other opportunities out there and other things are happening so yeah that is my little life update uh I still hate Instagram I still love YouTube I'm still hoping you will join me on YouTube because it would help me out tremendously and also 
I'm fun on YouTube, I promise. <laughs> as fun as I hope I try to be on this podcast. Um, and I just did videos on uh, hair loss and how I'm regrowing my hair because uh, I don't know if you saw the pictures I posted a couple places, but I was thinning out a lot and it was causing a lot of stress for me, which is another reason I took a step back from the podcast because I was just like too much was on my plate. But yeah, I got a solution for that. And I'm looking like a Disney princess with all my new hair growth. So I hope you check out the video. Um, I bought something from Louis Vuitton because I've lost my mind this year, obviously. And it's the only thing that brings me comfort. And so I did a, a Louis Vuitton unboxing of a passport cover that I got because you know, I think actually a baddie commented on it was like, this is really funny to read passport cover in like 2020. I'm like, I know. <laughs> I haven't been anywhere. I have no plans to go anywhere. Who knows if we can travel in like the next six months anyway, but it made me happy. So if you want to check that out. Also, I dyed my hair orange when I meant for it to be pink. That's a riot. So yeah, there's a lot of good content on YouTube. So just, you can look up child Mickey. I'll put the link down in the episode notes. I don't know if I did this before I paused the podcast or not, but we did make a hundred dollar donation to Planned Parenthood. Uh, and we also did, <clears throat> also took some of that money and I did it to my local food bank since it was like right before Thanksgiving. So I think I did 50 or a hundred. I have to look back. Uh, I'll post it in the Facebook group, but I, I didn't stop doing readings, but Facebook didn't send me all the message requests of people that wanted to do readings until about two nights ago. So all of a sudden I got flooded with about 30 messages. So I haven't gotten to you yet. We're still doing them and I'm just going to extend it through December and anything that uh, we raise will go to Planned Parenthood or I'll make another, well, Planned Parenthood and I'll make another donation <clears throat> to my food bank here because obviously this is Christmas week and holidays and people are in tremendous need this year because again, our government governments have failed us, but also we have failed as citizens on many levels and hopefully we will kick off into a brighter 2021. Well, let's see, let's do our cars now, shall we? <laughs> I honestly have been feeling kind of disconnected from them. I haven't been talking to them too much because I did so many readings uh, in November to raise money for the stuff we were working on. So I don't know who's going to come out. I don't, I really don't have an idea. We're going to do a three card reading, a full three cards. I think we need it. Don't you? Okay. I'm going to pause. You don't have to listen to me shuffle. Well, 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 <laughs> guess who decided to throw themselves out of the deck and then our last card. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't know when I do these readings, I don't know if y'all prefer for me to just like read from the book or give you my interpretation. I will, we'll do both. I don't, there's no reason why we can't do both. Okay. So our first card is Maeve. I'll post these in the Facebook group. Cause obviously, um, as I'm showing them to you, which I always do, you can't see me because podcast isn't a visual medium, but our first card is Maeve cycles and rhythms honor the cycles of your body, energy levels and emotions. Really interesting that we got a, a cycle card. Don't we think <laughs> that's all we're talking about today. We're, in the, we're entering the uh, next part of our cycle with Yule. We're in a year with cycles. Hmm, it's interesting that came out by itself. Okay, so message from Maeve. All of life is cyclical. <laughs> Shout out to Maeve for just like about to say more concisely everything I just spent 10 minutes saying for no reason. Okay, <laughs> all of life is cyclical. The moon, the stars, and the very universe. Life inhales and then exhales again. So why would you be surprised or upset that you too have cycles? There are times when you feel energized, awake, and alive, allegedly. There are other times when you feel isolated and shy. Shout out. Your body too goes through pronounced cycles and changes, as we know. Celebrate these rhythms and embrace them as the essence of the life blood that courses through you. And then these are the various meanings of the card. 
Female gynecological changes starting menses or menopause, for example, are an issue for you. Obviously, that's not relevant to everyone. Uh, make time to rest. I'm going to pause on that one. It's the end of the year. We've been through the worst year of our lives collectively. Yeah, I think we can take a nap or like give ourselves some extra self-care, you know, or or, or give ourselves a mani-pedi facial massage combination. Uh, lock the kids. Well, I was going to say lock the kids in the backyard so they can play and you can like read a book, but it's freezing cold. So don't do that. <laughs> you know, lock them in the sunroom and put on Finding Nemo or Frozen or whatever the children are into these days and go take a bubble bath. A bubble bath, as uh, Maya Rudolph would say. Uh, initiate steps to alleviate depression and lethargy. Lethargy? Lethargy. I never know how to say that word. Take better care of your body. Seek support for dealing with emotional crisis, crises. Allow yourself to grieve or take time off. I think that's so important that... <sighs> I know I talked about this in the last episode, but like truly the last four years, we went through so much trauma um, under a certain presidency. And then this year has been so much compounded trauma. And I don't think we've even, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't think we've even processed that yet. I know for years to come, when someone's like, oh, why are you stockpiling all of these like dry goods or these king supplies? I'll be like, you don't remember 2020? Like, <laughs> come on. And I, we're, we've been so present, like it's, it's our actual lived reality that we're not processing it, processing it because we have, have, wow, I'm really stuttering. We have not had one second away from it. Especially if you're like me and you've been like in the house since March 14th of 2020. I have not had a day break from this. I have not had a vacation. I have not had a live my life moment where I just go do whatever I want. That pro that like contributes to prolonging all of this for all of us. Because I don't think that's right. And I want this to be over. And so I know I haven't processed the trauma that I'm going through right now because I'm living it day to day. Which is really scary to say out loud. But it's true. So it's like... And I, I just like, I like that it hit on that word grieve because we are going to have to go through a major grieving process because literally we've lost hundreds of thousands of people just in the U.S. and people, everyone, everyone I know, and I'm sure all of you listening has lost someone that you know, whether it's an immediate family member, it's a friend, it's a friend and a friend, it's a third cousin, whatever it is, we've all lost someone and we haven't even had time to grieve it because we're still like in fear of what is taking these people from us. A lot. So I'm saying all that to say, let yourself go through processes of grief. And when you are, and you, you feel like you're being really irrational or crazy for like a time period, it's probably just your body trying to process grief, grief for you because we're going through so much. So, uh, know that this lull won't last forever. That's hopeful. A doorway of opportunity has opened up and you need to walk through it now. Well, honey, I sure hope so. <laughs> About Maeve, <clears throat> a Celtic goddess, Maeve celebrates her femininity. Her sexual appetite is legendary. Shout out. And she's been said to favor kings as her lovers. Same. Uh, legend says that Maeve invoked labor pains on an army seeking to invade her land and that she demanded that the battle cease during her menstrual cycle. That is some boss bitch shit. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I know I don't really curse that much on here. I try to be good about it, but I love that. Call upon Maeve for relief from pain associated with feminine cycles or uh, biologically. I'm not sure the right way to say that not just women have their cycle. So call on her to, with help with your pain for your cycle, however you identify, um, including menstruation, labor and delivery and menopause. Well, I know there's definitely been a baby boom this year because we were stuck in the house for so long. So Maeve is a good person to call for that. Um, kind of what, <laughs> kind of what she is telling me. And I don't know if this is just for me personally, or if this is for all of us. I mean, I get the feeling that it's for all of us is that just, 
she's kind of fussing at me being like, you're supposed to be taking a break. And I'm like, I know, but what if I just do these 10 other things? But really, I, I feel like she's enforcing so much and she's kind of whispering to me like, girl, aren't you supposed to be on a break right now? So that's something that we can all collectively embrace. Just rest, please. I And I do think this is really kind of an opportunity for us to rest because we simply can't gather this year. We can't go to the shopping mall or at least like we shouldn't be doing that stuff. You know, we don't have a feast for 30 that we have to prepare. We don't have to get up early and go to church. We don't have to get up, uh, stay up late wrapping all the presents because we've had time hopefully being at home more. Um, I know that's kind of like a privileged dance being like, oh, I have all this time because I just don't leave the house. But I mean, for some of us, it's that we are making the conscious choice that even though we would love to see our extended family, we're just not going to do it this year. And that is a lot less stressful if you ask me to just kind of be around your people in your house. So yeah, we should just try to make the best of that and try to rest where we can and find respite and, you know, have the cookie, have the hot chocolate. Who cares? We've been in the house for a hundred years. I've had a case of the uglies for six months now and I keep putting my face on camera for some reason, (laughs) but yeah, she's really telling me to rest, but there is very much that notion there of like the good is coming because you deserve good. And I know that's not just for me. That's for all of us. We all deserve good, especially after this year, especially after the past like couple of months where things have gotten better to an extent, but gotten worse overall because you know, there's a constant cycle of this getting worse because no one's again stepped into better except for people taking care of each other, but the government, um, this is queer. (laughs) This is quickly become an anti-government podcast. (laughs) And I don't mean it to be, I'm just, the government has really failed us on the federal and state level and I'm not, not going to bring it up again, I promise. Okay, so our next card is Kali. Mwah. Endings and beginnings. Of course, you know her, you love her. She shows up all the time. <clears throat> the old must be released so that the new can enter. Huh, if that doesn't sound like ending a year off and starting a new one, I don't know what does. All right, so let's read about Kali, even though I know she's been on the podcast seven. She's the only guest I ever have on this podcast. She comes up so much. Message from Kali. I sing praises to those whose hearts accept the universal order. <clears throat> Again, we have Maeve. We're talking about the cycle of the universe, right? Uh, which only appears to be chaotic and ever-changing. In actuality, everything is designed down to the smallest detail to be in perfect operation. The dance of the universe is a happy one with energy swirling and twirling in a never-ending celebration of life itself. Join this dance, dear one, and enjoy the remarkable journey of the weavings of the story of your life. Do not fear what appears to be change or a loss. I'm so sorry. I have not been this congested, literally, in my life. And I start recording and it all moves into my throat. I am so sorry. Uh, It's only the the transitioning orbit of energy interplaying with you and your loved ones. Embrace it as evidence that you are alive. Embrace your deepest emotions as a signal of your true human essence. And hitting on like the word grieve with Maeve and the word alive with Kali really, I I don't know if I, even though this is going to sound weird. I know. Even though I've never been more like stuck in one place, I keep saying like, I feel like I'm just stagnant. Like I'm in stasis, like nothing is happening. I've never been more aware of the fact that I'm alive because at this point it has become a privilege to still be alive. I mean, this virus has been devastating and it's made me, is it me like walking around a corner and seeing the Sydney opera house or 
having a like a blessed water ceremony in Bali? No, it's not. And those moments definitely made me feel like I was doing the right thing and that my life was like blossoming in the way that I wanted to be. And those things did make me feel alive. But somehow like being stuck in the house all this time with my parents, and especially with my dad and what he went through this year, knowing what what it could be for all of us and and how it's like not to be religious, but you know, to be Southern there before the grace of God goes, I, that I'm still like kicking and thriving and haven't been sick and haven't gotten sick and hopefully won't. It has made me very aware of how alive I am and how and what, and well, it's kind of hard to explain because I haven't really fled, like talked about it before, but what I want to do with this life past this, I'm, I'm so aware of that now. So <clears throat> I love that Mavis saying like, we have to grieve for the people that we've lost and things that we've lost in this year and probably into the next year for a good bit. Absolutely. But let's not forget that we are alive and that we are lucky to be alive and we have the privilege of being alive despite everything that's happened and how dangerous it is. Um, you know, so we can't, we can't stay in that stagnant place of just our trauma, even though we're, we do have to process and deal with it. It's a good reminder that, <laughs> Listen, it's chaotic and it's scary and there's loss and all of this, but there is good that's going to come out of it in the end. And it is going to end and we are going to have a new beginning, thank goodness. And also that we're all alive and and thank God is for that, you know? <clears throat> okay, so meanings of the card. Your current changes are for the best. Keep your thoughts positive as they are very powerful. This... With this Saturn-Jupiter thing, I know it's going to be some mess. Like, I haven't quite figured out what's going to happen. Oh, by the way, remember when, was it when I right first started this podcast? Right first started, my goodness. <laughs> so when I first started this podcast, I was telling y'all about how I would have, I was having those dips where I would get very nauseous and I would kind of go out of my body and I would enter, I still don't know, I, I would enter a dream, I would enter another reality I would enter another dimension or something and I had it really intensely for like one day and then I had like another couple of spats after that but it really comes and goes well I had my first one in like six months yesterday I was trying to make breakfast and I was putting my biscuit into the microwave and I was like I felt too present like I became too aware of what I was doing that makes any sense at all and then I got nauseous and I dipped back and I started to see things that I've seen and I was returning. I don't know. But I think that happens because of winter solstice Yule, this Jupiter Saturn thing. So I don't know what Jupiter Saturn has in store for us. But if there, listen to me, listen to your mom. If there was ever a night to meditate, to actively manifest, to light a candle, do it with Jupiter and Saturn because Jupiter is that girl. Like, I know that Jupiter and Saturn are technically masculine, I'm pretty sure, but also they're that girl. Um, <laughs> they are, they're so powerful and I love them so much. And Jupiter in particular is this planet of expansion and luck and change and like big movement and effort. And also it's just this huge planet. So it's like, <laughs> it has all this pull. And I kind of do feel like the reason I got, I started having that again and I dipped back was because of like this pull that Jupiter has. I don't know. It's hard to explain, but basically something's coming. And so we need to be ready for it. And we need to practice our little hearts out that night, winter solstice night, Yule night, Jupiter, Saturn night. Cause it's all <laughs> coming together, which I just think is the coolest thing ever. And uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's why it happened to me because of Jupiter and Saturn doing this tango around the universe or whatever. Anyway, back to Kali. So uh, what I say, keep your thoughts positive. They're very powerful. What appears to be a loss is really the beginning of a new happy phase. Let the past go. It's time to move on. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I can't say it better than she can. It's time to let this year go. It's time to move on. <sighs> My goodness. <laughs> it's just, I'm ready for it to be over. And I know there's this sentiment, like, as if the, cl the clock is going to strike midnight and, like, everything's going to go back to normal and it will never go back to normal. I'm aware of that. But there's always room for change when you start a new part of a cycle. And so that's what I'm hoping for. You know, I won't ask for too much, but I will ask for that. About Kali, I think we already know because I've read this 10,000 times in this podcast, but it never hurts. <laughs> we always have new people, right? Uh, this ultra-powerful Hindu goddess is feared by those who don't understand the natural cycles of birth, death, and rebirth. Kali is the emb embodiment of Mother Nature, who cleanses away the old with natural storms and fires to make the ground fertile for new crops and life. Kali is the ultimate get-things-done goddess, and she is a powerful ally to those who call upon her. Like a wise sage mother, I feel a little called out by that. <laughs> Like, I'm a little bit of a momager. Uh, she'll push you beyond your comfort zone to reach the heights of your potential. <sighs> Don't we love her? Oh, we love her so much. I love her. So, yeah, that is our message from Kali. Um, I mean, I, <laughs> I feel like a little overwhelmed when I talked to her. Uh, it was the same in the video when she came up. I was just, like, so thrilled that she, like, threw herself out there even. But, yeah, you know, I can't say it better than she can. But, really, it's just the old has to go. We have to let go of this year we have to let go of bad habits that we've developed this year we have to let go of like comforts that we let ourselves get into this year this is something especially with the pandemic that I have noticed is the first seven eight months of this I was like I just don't get how people can be like well I'm just gonna do whatever I want to do blah blah like that's so dangerous it's so ignorant it's so selfish but this ninth month of it where I'm like, wow, it's really December and I've really spent the entire year in the house pretty much. I've been like, what if I just did like this one little thing? <laughs> you know? like, I'm, I'm getting to a place where I'm like, I kind of sort of get it, even though my, my like morality won't let me do it. Like, I just want to go to Trader Joe's so bad, but I still won't let myself do it because I know grocery stores are hotspots for sure. And not, not that it's the grocery store's fault at all, but it's that we all need groceries. So it's like people have to go in there. It's not a choice, you know? Um, and shout out to our grocery workers. You're amazing. I hope you get the vaccine next because you are definitely frontliners. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I am kind of starting to get that mentality a little sliver of a bit. And I think that people that have indulged in that mentality and picked it up, is something that we need to get out of the habit of. And other habits we've picked up this year, you know, just kind of throwing caution to the wind at some point because you physically can and mentally and emotionally cannot stand being in your house one more second, we're going to have to kind of reconfigure that because we're so close to a solution at this point. So yeah, um, she's definitely showing me like bad habits, time to release bad habits and not just in regards to the pandemic, but like any bad habits we picked up this year, um, me eating everything that I have my eyes on. I have killed so many bags of Reese's Pieces. I can't even tell you, <laughs> like I gotta like, get away with it from that. Uh, you know, spending too much time texting, spending too much time on Twitter, on Instagram, cause I can't, I can't go anywhere. I can't do anything. So yeah, break away from bad habits that are in regards to COVID, but also just things we picked up from being in quarantine, something we never expected in a million years. And we're all just trying to survive and cope as opposed to thrive. And if you thrive this year, God bless you. I don't know how you did it, but I'm proud of you if you did. But I know that I have just been trying to survive as most of us have been. So yeah, she's definitely saying let go of bad habits. Um, but she, you know, she's not so much showing me focus on the end, but focus on the beginning. I know with Kali, a lot of the times it's like, leave that job, dump him, my favorite. <laughs> uh, you know, get out of that situation, move from that town. 
And it's more about like the end that we're putting our foot down on and the end that we're creating in our life. But in this moment and in the cycle with Maeve, she's showing me beginning. She's showing me like, a, you know what, in like old fairy tales, a book would open up and like light would come out of it and kind of like angelic singing. That's what she's showing me. Don't focus so much on what's ending, focus on what's beginning. So there we go. And then our last card, I, I didn't have a feeling, but I'm so glad that she's here, is Rhiannon our sorceress, which I just showed you, though you can't see me. Uh, you are a magical person who can manifest your clear intentions into reality. Hi, winter solstice. Again, Yule, Saturn, Jupiter. Let's talk about how powerful that night's about to be. Um, and I'm not sure. I think I might just put this up as soon as I'm done recording, which is Sunday. I don't, cause I want you to have like a Yule preparation day if you want to celebrate it. Um, so yeah, we have a day to get our shit together. Which is what the the crest, the credo, the creed of <laughs> the motto, I don't know, of uh, Bad Witch is, is that we're going to get our witch shit together. So let's read about Rhiannon. I almost started singing the song and then I decided to not do that to you because it's not right. <laughs> okay. Uh, a large part of my power stems from the connection to animals and nature. If you are indoors too long, all of us, uh, you can recapture your personal power by simply stepping outside. I think that's really important because, you know, with Saturn and Jupiter, I do implore everyone to step outside and look at it. Put on your warmest, toastiest coat, get a mug of cocoa, and just, you know, go outside, breathe in a couple, I was going to say drops of fresh air, but that's not how air is distributed. Uh, <laughs> breathe in a couple of breaths of fresh air and just look and be in awe of something that's so amazing that we will see in our lifetimes and then won't be seen for like two or three lifetimes to come. So yeah, step outside with that. Um, the simple emotion will do you a world of good in reawakening your sleeping, magical, spiritual nature. Allow the light of the sun, the moon, and the stars to stir ancient memories and that may be dormant. Recall the times of your magical abilities and then put them into immediate put them to use immediately for the good of the entire planet. Resume the mission that was once aborted through the misdeeds of pastime leaders. Take up your spiritual arms and move with swift speed into the night, awakening one and all to the magic that is life itself. This is a mission that must be accomplished, and you're the one who can help us with it. And the meetings of the card. Have absolute faith that your dream is manifested. Make a clear decision. <laughs> <laughs> that's a drag for me uh put your energy into manifesting your dreams hello know that you deserve to receive good okay bye i <laughs> i just dropped the book i forgot that was one of the like the clear meanings in the book because i haven't used the book in so long because i've been reading this card these cards forever wow okay so know that you deserve to receive good literally the message of this podcast thank you girl uh, when you win, others win too. Keep your thoughts focused on your desires and away from fear. About Rhiannon. This lunar Welsh goddess's name means great queen as she serves important functions, including being the muse for, of inspiration for poets, artists, and royalty. She lovingly carries souls from earth to the afterlife plane upon her trusty white horse, helping them adjust to the transition of life after death. Again, we're talking about these cycles. We have Rhiannon here who's like, I am taking you out of this year of horror and death and decay and badness, and I'm bringing you into the light of this new cycle. I, this, when they all just sync up like this, it just warms my heart. It makes me so happy that they're all like working together to, to tell us something, to bring some greater good to us, you know? Okay. Uh, a shapeshifter, Rhiannon, can appear to you as an animal, bird, or song. Call upon her for help with manifestations, spirit communications, transitions, and artistic inspiration. Our girl. Um, you know, and with Rhiannon, I just, 
again, can I say it better than she's saying it herself? But with her, I do want to point out that her card is sorceress and that I, and I say this in my really like individual readings, but I feel like she only appears to people that are capable of the things that she is talking about and she represents and she can do. She would not waste her time coming out of the deck for someone that isn't a magical being. And so I don't know. I feel like she kind of just gave me like a kiss on the forehead. Like I am giving, I am approving this. I am giving you the blessing of saying not only are you powerful, but all of the baddies are powerful. And when are you going to use your power is the next part of this card for me. It's always like, Hey, so, uh, you know, you have all this magic within you and all this ability, uh, and it goes back into ancient times and courses through your DNA and your blood itself. So are you going to like do anything with it? Or, you know, you're just going to eat more Reese's pieces. <laughs> and I will admit this year, it's been a lot of eating Reese's pieces, but with her, it's not just identifying that, Hey, you're kind of like a divine one. You're a selected one. You're, um, what's the word, um, like anointed, you're an anointed one. That's not the word I'm thinking of, but it's along those lines. And I'm, I'm confirming this for you. I'm telling you, you are special. You are one of the chosen. Is that was I trying to say chosen? <laughs> I don't know. But you're one of the special ones. And, but it's not that I'm just recognizing that in you as it is in myself, but also I'm going to ask you, what's the deal? Are you, are you going to make moves? Or are you just going to continue in the life that you're not even happy with? Or are you going to keep like pushing forward to the life that you want and you deserve? Because again, you deserve to receive good. I guess I stole that from Rhiannon at some point. <laughs> I swear I came up with it on my own one day when I was driving down Lee Drive in my car, but maybe I stole it from her too. Uh, but yeah, those are our three. So we have Maeve, Cycles and Rhythms. We have Kali, <laughs> Endings and Beginnings. Hello. And we have Rhiannon, our sorceress. So uh, definitely call on Rhiannon and book Rhiannon. Uh, tonight or whenever I put this out winter solstice night Jupiter Saturn night because it is the time to manifest to make your dreams come true to further your dreams and you know like for me one part of my dream kind of died but it's okay because with Kali it was an ending and I'm ready to embrace a new beginning which is the thing that's meant for me with Maeve it's a cycle and this part of the cycle had to like push me into the next part of the cycle which is the thing that's really meant for me with Rhiannon I'm going to manifest it and make it come true so yeah those are our three goddesses thank you so much Mwah! I love you so much and let's talk about Yule. Okay, so Yule falls on winter solstice. So that's December 21st for us. Southern Hemisphere baddies, Australia, New Zealand, everything going on down there. It is summer solstice for you now, right? Is that correct? I think so. Because we're like reversed of each other. I don't really know how geography is a geography. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't really know how it works. But I do think, because I know it's hot down there right now and it's cold for us. And then we flip flop. Because when I was in Australia, it was Wait, is that right? When I was in Australia, it was starting to warm up and I was there in October. Oh, I just wish I could go to Australia. To any of the Australian baddies, if you do have a brother or cousin that is looking for a wife, I would love the opportunity because <laughs> the Portugal thing didn't work. I still think about Australia obsessively to this day. It's my absolute favorite place in the world. So, you know, if you want to set me up with someone, you have a friend, um, uh, a professional contact, whatever. If anyone out there just wants to set me up with an Australian so I can live my truth, let me know. But anyway, so I know I think we're reversed. So I just want to acknowledge to our Southern Hemisphere baddies. I know y'all are doing summer solstice right now. We're doing winter solstice, but it's still all a magical time, right? We all share the same night sky, sort of. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> Jupiter and Saturn will still appear to you as it appears to us. I'm almost certain that's how science works. So yeah, winter solstice is the longest nights of the year. So we're going to have our shortest day and our longest night. It very much makes me think of Game of Thrones, like the long night uh, episode 
which was to me the ending of Game of Thrones because I don't acknowledge the actual ending. But yeah, it's the longest night of the year and it is also going to be this time of like welcoming back the sun. If you look at it from like the Wiccan tradition and perspective and kind of like the more traditional established set of beliefs of the pagan side, it is when the great mother and this the story of like the wheel of the year gives birth to the horn god and this is like bringing new life into the world it's bringing light this is when the sun is going to start to reemerge and this it's like we've had our new year and now we're having this birth period and things are starting to go back up and we're going to go into like spring and new life and freshness and lights coming back into our lives so we're just restarting that cycle right i do always have to look up solstices versus equinoxes because i always get them confused but I do, I kind of trained myself to remember that equinox is like equal. So it's equal day and equal night. And then summer sol solstice, uh, midsummer is, <laughs> listen to me still saying it all Swedish as if I'm still in that relationship. Midsummer is the longest day of the year, the shortest night. And so again, we're inversing that. So longest night, shortest day, which it's like, shout out to my seasonal depression heads. Can we take a little more darkness? I don't know. <laughs> But the good thing about, you know, the rebirth of the sun that we're celebrating now is that when summer solstice hits, it's like, okay, we have the longest day and now the days are going to start to get incrementally shorter and shorter and shorter until we get here. And now that we're having the longest night, the nights are going to get shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter. And then we're going to have daylight start to return to us, which I know is like a big help to a lot of us. So yeah, that is what Yule is, obviously. We have a tie to Christmas time. I'm not going to start about how <laughs> a lot of certain religions um, tend to have borrowed certain traditions from paganism and all that. And like, you know, ancient natural world-based beliefs, gods and goddesses. I won't start this episode because I already have an episode where I kind of went into it, but obviously there is the connection between, okay, I am actually. So <laughs> just a refresher. If you haven't listened to the episode where I talked about Yule, um, before or the Christmas time episode I did last year. Can you really believe we're going to be on two years of this podcast in January? Mind blown. Or the episode where I talked about kind of Catholicism and all that. Um, Yule. And the reason we have this connection between Christmas time and we call it, you know, Yule time, Yule tide, Yule log, all this stuff that has been woven in with Christmas is because it was part of the conversion process for paganism, for these like ancient beliefs, these, um, more established cultural belief systems, these natural beliefs, God and goddesses, uh, polytheistic belief systems, trying to sway them into this monotheistic idea of Christianity. Because if we <laughs> look at the animals that are present at the nativity, these are animals that you would have seen in March and April, more along the times of like the births of baby lambs and all these things. Like, it's, <laughs> I'm going to say it's dead ass Christmas time. But this idea of Christmas and this birth should definitely be taking place in the spring part of the year. But we're talking about now, oh, there is this earth mother who's given birth to this foreign god, and this is bringing the light and the life into the world. Hmm, what does that sound like? So then we have this idea that Christmas, Christian Christmas, has taken this place of this pagan tradition of Yule and this mythology of Yule. And so it's a lot easier, like with a lot of, with Samhain and Halloween, uh, it, or like All Saints Day and All Souls Day. It's a lot easier when you were trying to convert people into a religion to weave it around something that they already have established. Now, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with Christianity or Christian Christmas. I am Christian. I am Catholic. Lapsed. Um, <laughs> but I am saying the similarities are stark and um, on purpose in a lot of cases. 
<laughs> the reason we see these syncing up and we tend to all as a people celebrate things at the same time of the year is because they are a lot more similar than they are different. And again, this is not a criticism of anyone or their belief system at all. But just to say really that we have more similarities than we do have differences. And maybe if we looked at it like that, we could stop kind of like trying to cut each other's heads off all the time. Okay, so ways to celebrate Yule. Uh, we know that a Yule altar is a huge thing. If you want to build your altar for Yule, you're going to want to uh, incorporate, <laughs> you're going to want to incorporate obviously a lot of lighted candles. Light is a big thing for Yule. That's why we have the Christmas tree that comes into the house. That's why we have the wreaths on the house. We have the candles in the wreaths. We have the lights on the tree. Like it all represents this light that is returning, this light that is going to keep us warm and, and cover us and, and keep us through this these like harsher winter months, right? That we, we have with someone that starts and we're starting to get into these colder months and now we're just trying to survive this winter. If we're, you know, old school before heaters and I was going to say before blankets, but I'm pretty sure that's something we've had since ancient times too. <laughs> so yeah, make sure that you have a lot of white, gold, yellow candles on your altar Especially if you, in particular, want to work with sun energy and the returning of the sun, I would focus on the yellow and the gold candles. Those are also really good. Like, again, we're in this period of manifesting, so those are also really good for manifesting money, fortune, wealth, gold more for wealth, green more for money. If um, if you want to put a green candle, obviously green is one of the colors for this time period as well. Uh, and yellow really brings in a sense of like harmony, cheer, happiness, you know, and all those things that we're naturally supposed to feel around this time of year with holidays, except we're always too stressed out to really embrace it. So yeah, make your altar, put on uh, your sunstone, your clear quartz, your citrine, um, your aventurine, your malachite, just stay in that. Oh, your bloodstone, your uh, garnet, your garnets, your rubies. <laughs> You know, all those fancy things. Uh, your carnelian, uh, your red jasper, any of those stones that already fall in line with those colors that we think of with the holidays. Because again, this we've very much been raised in the tradition of like this westernized idea of Christmas, but it has roots somewhere else. It has deeper roots than what we realize. So it's not a big transition to make it a little more witchy. So yeah, your greens, your yellows, your reds, your golds for stones. Um... Even like little a uh, golden pyrite or little pieces, uh, gold shavings or silver shavings that you can get. Silver is also really good for the holidays or, or for Yule. But yeah, just set your altar with those crystals. You can make mini wreath for your altar. You can have those candle colors for your altar. And really just letting it be a focus on like new life, rebirth, light, sunshine, energy, and keeping things warm. There's like the thread of warmth that runs through all of this. So you can make your altar. You can uh, bring more green into your house. So I'm sure tons of people have Christmas trees. Tons of people have wreaths. You can make a specific Yule wreath that has more um, witchy accoutrement to it. And you can kind of deck it out with different herbs that align with the work you're doing. You can anoint it with the oil the oils, the oils of the work that you're doing with the crystals again. Um, I know a lot of people do like to light their, not actually light your wreath on fire, but you know, incorporate candles in it a certain way. Just of course, be very careful with that, especially if you're making like a dried uh, kind of wreath because that will go up in flames and we don't want any like holiday tragedies because they've already had enough this year. So be really, really careful with that. Uh, but definitely uh, evergreen wreaths. If you want to make a garland, you want to hang a garland around the outside of your house to kind of Give it that protected energy, but also have like that idea of like what passes through your house at this time is like a breath of new life and new energy. Uh, definitely incorporate cinnamon where you can because cinnamon is massively protective, but also is massively good luck, especially again, if you're focusing on like wealth, uh, abundance, good fortune to come in the new year. Uh, ivy, holly, myrrh, frankincense, mistletoe, deck, your halls with boughs of holly. <laughs> 
whatever it is. These, again, also all have roots in, like, our witchy traditions, but they've been they've been incorporated in other things. So, yeah, um, those are definitely good ones as well. I mean, hello, myrrh and frankincense and gold. Got it. Got it. Uh, as, oh, yeah, and if you have, like, gold jewelry in particular of, like, loved ones that have maybe passed on or can't be with you for whatever reason, it's a nice thing to add to your altar just to acknowledge them. Like, for me, my mom has my great-grandmother, so she was very close to, has her wedding bands and has my grandpa's wedding band, and so I will, like, set them out just so I know they're here. Also, my grandfather, who passed away in 20, uh, I don't know how to say before 2010s, 2005, um, my aunt, my youngest aunt's birthday was the other day and he like set off a Christmas decoration in their house that's motion censored to wish her happy birthday. So I mean, our loved ones never leave us, you know? And so when you have an altar built, it's always a good idea. If you're not, work with your ancestors, of course, work with your guides, of course, work with your, your gods and goddesses, of course, uh, your, the energies that are around you that call to you and that have kind of ingrained themselves with you but like never forget you're very nearly and dearly departed like my grandpa only died 15 wait was I right did I was I in college 15 years ago am I 80 what's happening uh yeah so he passed 15 years ago which, so it's not like my ancestor but he's always around he's always here so I will take like and I'll wear his wedding uh band sometimes I always I have a cardigan of his that I've been wearing a lot, especially in the cold. So, like, throughout tomorrow, I probably will wear it just to feel that closeness to him. But, yeah, if you have something gold in particular that can be a token, you can add that to your altar for sure. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, mistletoe, holly, ivy, myrrh, frankincense, anything oils you want to put around your house, any candles you want to burn with those scents, anything that you want to hang up kissing under the mistletoe is definitely a fertility ritual, <laughs> you know? Go for it. Uh, what else? And then, of course, we have our Christmas tree. That That is a pagan symbol. But, you know, you know, we won't get into it <laughs> again because I already did. Uh, so, yeah, light your candle for the sun. You can make your Yule feast because, you know, when we talk about the wheel of the year as much as it has all of the, these like spiritual connotations. It was also literally about like the harvest of the year and how we worked and worked and worked and we processed and then we celebrated at the end. So the idea of feasting at Yule when we're inside with all of these things that we've worked so hard for for the year and like, again, the giving of gifts and all that really let yourself embrace that make a delicious meal and listen you don't have to have turkey and ham we just had it three weeks ago it makes no sense to me in the u.s that we have the same exact meal like back to back and i don't know if maybe that's just my like creole family that we do the exact same thing but i just had ham and turkey i don't want it again <laughs> so this year i have bullied my parents into making gumbo because that is my comfort food that's what makes me happy that's what makes me be able to tolerate being in Louisiana for 800 years straight at this point. So yeah, eat whatever you want. Have the eggnog, put the whiskey in it, have the Yule mead. You can definitely make your own kind of like, whoa, <laughs> that word is really hard for me. You can make your own mule, M-U-L-L-E-D, mulled wine. Uh, that is definitely more in the Yule tradition. I can't remember exactly how to make it. I know I've seen like potion recipes for it before, just like traditional recipes, but I know there's a lot of inclusion of orange, cinnamon, and cranberry, which also have like uh, significance and correspond to this time period. So yeah, make your own mule of the wine. <laughs> Why can't I say that word? That's very embarrassing. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean though? Make your own wine, make your own mead with honey. Uh, anything that harkens back to a Pascal time period, it's always really important with these holidays as well, or these Sabbaths, that we aren't just like acknowledging that we are celebrating, celebrating them in present day, but it is the idea of like tradition and how it connects us to all of this time that has gone by. 
whether we have been present or not, our ancestors have been present. It's again, something that like goes through our bodies and our bones and our blood and our tissue. And that's what Rhiannon was re reminding us of that it's our way to connect back. So it is really good to bring in these kind of like ancient tokens of celebration to keep that tradition going for all of us. I know a ton of you have witchy kids. And so it's, it's a great time to introduce them to a part of who they are intrinsically, whether they choose to like, I don't want to say embrace it, but whether they choose to like actually actively practice it or not, like Christmas traditions are probably along with Samhain traditions, even though that's a little, <clears throat> a little more, mm, like the way we celebrate Samhain is quite different from how Halloween is celebrated for children, but the way we celebrate Yule and the way we celebrate Christmas are like the exact same. <laughs> so it is a good time to kind of introduce them to these things, but it is about connecting back to our path, our past selves or our ancestors as well. So, um, yeah, you know, it's have those kind of traditional drinks, have those traditional foods, but also have the things that make you feel good and comfortable because you've worked your ass off this year. And that's what Yule is also about. So Mule Mold Wine <laughs> Another way of celebrating Yule obviously is gift giving. It is passing forth the generosity of like what the good that you've experienced this year paying it forward to someone else. So that's why I'm gonna make more donations this month. And that's why we do give each other like tangible gifts. And a lot of the time it's like gifts that we've either made from our own blood, sweat and tears, or it's gifts that we have worked really hard in whatever job we perform. And again, our blood, sweat and tears, even if it's not something that we've handmade, we give a piece of ourselves. We give an effort of ourselves to the people that we love and care about. So yeah, giving gifts, even though it does, it has to certain extent become very commercialized because uh, you know, capitalism. But it is a deep seated tradition. So if you have the time or if you were something, if you're already working on something, it, you'll, as opposed to Christmas where we're giving each other, I don't know, things that you bought in the store, Yule is a bit more about giving each other things that come from the heart in the home. So if you have made candles, if you've knitted someone something, if you've made an ornament, you know, if you cook someone a plate of Christmas cookies, whatever that is, that's a really wonderful way to celebrate and to, to celebrate Yule. Um, did I say celebrate twice? <laughs> a way to honor Yule correctly is like the idea that it's something that came from our harvest that we grew and made ourselves. So like handmade gifts, wow, handmade gifts are a really wonderful way to celebrate Yule. Doesn't mean it has to be handmade. It's the thought that counts, obviously. Not all of us are crafty and can just make stuff or have the time to do it. But yeah, if you can do something homemade for Yule, it's a wonderful little extra tradition sprinkled in there. Um, what else? Yeah, I think we talked about like eat, drink, and be merry. That that is the way to celebrate Yule. Have well, you can't have people over necessarily, but you know, Zoom, FaceTime, text, call, just say, hey, I love you. I'm thinking about you. Hope you have a happy holidays, a Merry Christmas, a happy Yule, a happy winter solstice, a happy Jupiter Saturn, whatever that is. Um, you know, whatever you need, I'm here for you. And just enjoy because we've been through it <laughs> once again. So, you know, set your altar, get your wreath going, get your garlands going, bring the green into your house, celebrate the sun coming back, light your candles for that, get your crystals out for that. You can make a crystal grid that is all uh, focused on like, um, sun color so your yellows your oranges your golds and your white stones and kind of like invoke that energy of the sun and bring that kind of feeling of merriment and happiness into your life uh you can literally make a yule log like uh the delicious are they good i've never actually had one but they're chocolate and like cream right they look good <laughs> isn't that what a yule log is or is it 
Is it meat? No, a Yule log is a dessert, right? I don't know. Clearly, I've never had one, but you can definitely make one. Or you can actually get it like a Yule log that you can light. Um, but yeah, it all goes towards paying service to this idea of celebration and merriment and happiness and cheer and joy. And that's why, because you know, the other day I was driving around and I saw a lot of people that had like the joy, uh, like letters in their front yard for Christmas decorations. And I was kind of like, huh, the word joy definitely is associated with Christmas time. And I know like joy to the world. And like, we really do break that word out for this time of year. And I know a lot of it has to do with like the Christian idea of Jesus's birth was like what brought joy to the world. Like the, the, our savior has come, right. If, if that's your belief system. Um, but also it is this idea of just, we should be joyful. We should find the reasons, even though it can be very hard to feel joy this time of the year because we made it, you know, and, and we're restarting the cycle and we get to be around our loved ones and we've, We've, we're in this harsh winter now and we're inside and we're warm, hopefully. And so there is joy to be had. So yeah, just kind of focus on those words. Meditate for Yule. I know no one's going to do it because you're going to be too busy eating and partying like I will. Well, just with myself and my parents. But I'll be like too deep in Christmas cookies to close my eyes for 10 minutes and like, hum, you know. <laughs> but if you feel like doing a focus on joy, on uh, happiness, on um, uh, on gratitude, on grace, on graciousness. It's another way to celebrate Yule is through a Yule time meditation. Maybe you could lead one for the people that are going to be at your home, for your family over Zoom, whatever, or find one to join. That's another good way to do it. Okay, so I'm coming up on an hour of just who even knows what I'm talking about. So let's just do our correspondences real quick because uh, if you are going to, yeah, I'm going to release this today, Sunday, so you can have like a day to kind of pull stuff together if you want. So if you do decide to do an altar if you want to decorate, if you want to do some Yule specific stuff for winter solstice or winter solstice specific stuff. I'm going to give you correspondences so you know like what to pull from. So our colors are red, our green, our white, our gold, our silver. I would also say a little bit of yellow and orange um, because, you know, like I don't know if you grew up like this, but we always put the candles in the window in my grandparents' house and they're obviously like those fake candles. And so the flame was like very orange and then like this very 70s yellow at the top. And so yellow and orange always remind me of Christmas colors and the candles would always be white candles. So yeah, red, green, white, gold, silver, yellow, orange. And I also say like kind of an icy blue. And for the green, it would definitely be like a deep herbal kind of wreathy evergreen kind of green. Okay, so uh, your herbal correspondences, you have ivy, holly, that's your red and green together. Be careful, ivy is very sticky. Like it has points and it will stick you if you're not careful with it. Also, uh, poinsettias are, my mom is obsessed with poinsettias. I actually just read this thing on Facebook the other day, so I'm not 100% sure if it's true, but it sounded true, that poinsettias are indigenous to Mexico and they're called oh no I wish I would have written it down I'll try to find it and put in the Facebook group but um someone who I think he was like an ambassador to Mexico he went there and apparently he was like a virulent racist or xenophobe as hmm, all people from certain well a lot of people still continue to be today but all people from or a lot of people from like a certain time period were back when like poinsettias became very popular which was ages ago now um, but his last name was like Poinsett, I think. And so Poinsett became renamed after him, but it has deep cultural ties to Mexico. It is, it has its own Mexican name, obviously. And it was appropriated when it was brought here by this person who like, wasn't even good to the Mexican people that I think he was like working in conjunction with because I, he had, he held some kind of role. I'll try to look it up and see if I can find it. Um, so yeah, I would say Poinsettias are a beautiful way to celebrate Yule as well. 
but I am going to try to find that, um, that thing that I read so we can like appreciate it appropriately, but not appropriately as we're appropriating it. Okay. So yeah, Ivy, Holly, uh, Evergreen, obviously pine, juniper, sage, fir, chestnut, rosemary, cinnamon, again, um, <clears throat> allspice. What else? Anything that you would put into a Christmas dessert, I would say go along with herbal correspondences as well. All right, so your crystals are your red jasper, garnet, ruby, sunstone, clear quartz. Um, I would say like a snowflake obsidian. Is that what that one's called with the, the, the speckles on it? Um, <clears throat> aventurine, jade, malachite, what else? Citrine, yellow topaz. I know I'm forgetting so many. Bloodstone, I already said. Um, your greens, your reds, your yellows, your golds, your whites, or your clears. We already kind of went over that. Selenite's always a good one. Uh, for winter solstice, I would say moonstone as well because it is the longest night. Uh, I'm trying to think of any other ones I can say specifically. Carnelian, uh, gold pyrite, tiger's eye, I would say because of the warmth in it. I'm forgetting so many, but I think I gave you all like a good little spattering to start with. Um, your deity correspondences are, uh, Odin, Fortuna, Gaia, Janus, Ishtar, Ra. I would also say, did I say Ishtar? Yeah. I would also say Matt. Um, who else? I would say Rhiannon again. Um, cause she definitely is like this. She is the goddess and sorceress of the night. So I would say Rhiannon, uh, on her white horse. Who else? Kali is more of a a Samhain goddess to me because she's, uh, well, I know a lot of people that can fit into that crone category would also fit into the winter category. So Hecate, Hecate, uh, I'm still trying to figure out how to say that. Um, I was actually, <laughs> I don't know what I was doing. I was doing something for my other job and, um, I was writing her name and I was like, Hecate, Hecate, Hecate. A cat. I kept just like saying all these different versions to myself and I still haven't settled on the one that I feel most comfortable with and like most familiar saying. Um, but I kind of do like Hecate, but that's kind of like the Shakespeare interpretation. Anyway, that's a long story for no reason. Uh, who else? Who else? Who else? Isis, I think would maybe fall in this category. Um, Sarah Dwin would maybe fall in this category. I'm trying to think of all the crones, but yeah, in, in that house. Uh, your animal correspondences, your deer, your goose, your bear, your robin, your... Why did I just want to say otter? I don't think that's right. Um, but yeah, think of like your winter, your winter animals that you kind of associate coming out of that time period. Your deer, your stag. Uh, I don't know why I just got the word buffalo too. But yeah, for some reason that just popped up. Okay, and then your magical correspondences for any work you're going to do. Uh, working with darkness and light. Working with joy. Working with purification and rebirth. With transformation. With manifestation with uh divination to see what's your year to come that's why we kind of did the cards um what else would i focus on right now shadow work to an extent even though we're kind of supposed to be in like this more joyful headspace and shadow work is more of like a Samhain thing i would say to some extent because we are still dealing with this concept of like darkness versus light um i know <clears throat> definitely like rebirth for sure i think i said that but fertility in particular, even though <clears throat> we have this idea of like fertility being more in the springtime, like that's when you should work on manifesting it and, and, and doing rituals and spells toward it. I would say now too, because you know, the idea of like, we're all stuck in the house. So somebody, you gotta do something after all the time passes. So yeah, I would say fertility, 
Um, what else? What else? What else? Uh, I would say money fortune around this time as well, because we are in this, uh, this time of like generosity, gift giving, paying for what you have. And you know, a lot of this, even though we don't want to say it necessarily, like Christmas has become a lot about an expression of like the money that you have and the wealth that you have to a certain extent, like who can do the most dynamic dinner and set the most beautiful table and get the biggest tree and have the most lights and decorate the whole house. You know, all of that is an expression of like the money, the hard earned money that we have that year. So that is a time. I think this is a time to kind of focus on that as well. And like bringing more of that in the abundance of life uh, towards you with your magical work. What else? I know I'm forgetting so much stuff. Think, you know what? When I put the cards up, we'll just make a thread and we'll throw all of our other like Yule thoughts <laughs> and energies down there, and it'll just be a good Yule resource for anyone. Because I know as soon as I stop recording, I'm gonna think of other stuff. But anyway, that has been your Yule episode. Um, I didn't do Patreon shoutouts, but I'll pick it up with like January first with the new year. So if you want to join Patreon, please do. It is a tremendous help to me to be able to do this podcast. Uh to like be able to take the time to do this podcast, especially with getting busier, but also I'm quitting Instagram, uh, as soon as my YouTube hits a thousand. So please go subscribe to YouTube again, watch every video, like comment, subscribe, uh, so I can get the hell away from Instagram. Cause it's the bane of my existence at this point. Um, but yeah, the Patreon helps me so much. And, um, I would love maybe in 2021 to get it up to a hundred uh, patrons, 500 patrons, a thousand patrons, you know, whatever. That would just be amazing. Just like kind of set a goal like that. So yeah, we'll pick that up with January first. Cause technically this isn't an episode. It's a special, <laughs> so we get back to regular episodes. We'll do that. Teespring is still left. Of course. Uh, I might just put a cell up for the rest of the year and do like 50% off. I don't know. I'll come up with something. Um, Facebook group. The answer is the craft to Inta. And bywitchpodcast at gmail.com if you want to message me. And I think that is going to be it. So I'm going to go ahead and download this and upload this. And you will have it in hopefully an hour or so. And you can vibe out on your Sunday and listen to me talk about who knows what for at least an hour. For some reason, you like it. And because you like it, I love it. <laughs> it was just really wanted to come on and do an episode today. So yeah, happy Yule, happy winter solstice, happy Jupiter, Saturn kissing. That's... <laughs> There's one. They're just gonna kiss each other. It's so cute. Uh, yeah. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Is Hanukkah over already though? I think it may be. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy. There's so many celebrations between now and then. If I didn't include yours, I'm sorry. I didn't say it by name. Please enlighten me on what it is, and I will definitely uh, take that education for sure. So I won't be ignorant to that kind of stuff and what other holidays are in this time period. But happy, happy, and also joy, joy. <laughs> In the prolific words of Ren and Sippy, happy, happy, joy, joy. I love you all. Blessed be. Um, make some magic on you all. Make some magic with Jupiter and Saturn. Send me some good vibes so I can figure out what the hell I'm going to do with my life next because I thought I was going to get this visa and kind of had things figured out even though I kind of was having cold feet and second thoughts about it. So yeah, just send, send me some love and, and that I can organize what I'm going to do in the next couple of months because I don't really know anymore. Uh, but yeah, go watch YouTube. Go subscribe. Love you much. Blessed be. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Goodbye.